Hey guys, welcome to Christ-Centered Identity. Do you know that we find all we need in Jesus? He is everything. Jesus is the Word. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is all we need. I want to encourage you guys, listen to the podcast here at Christ-Centered Identity and be filled and overflowing with the love of God in your life. God bless you. Your presence, I thank you, God, that your Word says that you'll never leave us nor forsake us, that you're always with us. Holy Spirit, we just want to welcome you in the room today. We want to give you our hearts and give you the room and give you our, our attention and give you all of who we are, Lord, because you gave your son Jesus for all of us, God. We thank you so much. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus, for giving your life so I can have a new one in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says, Amen. Have a seat. Yeah, there we go. Got a little clap there. That's awesome. Um, how many of you guys know that it's it's okay to be different? It's okay to be different. I'm saying, does everyone just say, say, I'm different? Just say, I'm different. Are you different? Like, like when you, when you like, are you just the same as everybody else? Are you uniquely made in the image of God? Do you carry something different wherever you go, whatever you're doing? Like you walk somewhere, you go somewhere, you're on the team, you're, you're, you're with your friends, you're at somebody's house and everybody's hanging out. And you're, it's so, sometimes we find ourselves so hard trying to fit in. But why don't we just come to the reality of that, that we're just different and that's okay. It's okay to, to be different in the body of Christ. It's okay to be different in life. What happens is this, is, is your difference and who you are brings something different to the, to the group, to the, the, the people group, to, to, to who you hang out with, to, to who you like to be around with. You actually add something that someone, no one else can add. Why? Because you're uniquely made in the image of God. Everybody say, I'm different. I'm different. Say, say I'm different. Like, like just say it, say it proudly. Say, I'm different. I'm different. There we go. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be different because God didn't make us to fit in with everybody else. God made us to be different. God made us to shine His image. And exactly how we're made to shine His image. Like not all of us are into the same things. Not all of us love Minecraft. I, I, I don't like Minecraft. <laughs> not all of us play video games. You'll never see me playing a video game. I don't play video games, right? Like, it's just not my thing, right? I, I, it's just not something I like to do. But what I bring when I come around people is what I always try to bring. Is, it's called encouragement. You guys like that word? How many of you guys like to be encouraged? No? You, you, you three, you don't like to be encouraged? You're, okay. <laughs> I thought so. So how many of you guys, you love to be encouraged? You love being around people that make you feel, wow, I feel good when I'm around that person. They, they make me feel happy, right? Do you guys love being around people that make you feel sad? Good answer. No, we don't. Because it's not fun, right? It's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel good to feel sad. Some of you, I know, you're a little emo, and you like to get in your room and play this sad song, and just get in your feels, and just maybe will up some tears. I, like, who's, you, some of us had that sad song. We just got to put that, that sad song on so we can see our emo emotions, right? And we, we got to feel, like, I just want to feel sad. Am, am, I, is, is, am, am I lying? Or, or, or is that the truth? Like, not all of us, not all of us, like, have it all together all the time. Me? I don't, I don't have it all together, right? And that's why I need Jesus, right? That's why I need His Spirit. That's why I need the Word of God. That's why I need all that God is, is and, can, and can make me to be, that He can transform me closer into the image of Jesus. That's the goal, right, as Christians, to be like Jesus. 
So in John chapter 8, 31 and 32, it says this. So Jesus was saying to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, so if you abide in his word, what does abide mean? It means like get into, right? So abide means this. It's kind of like, like you're out, uh, uh, there's a boat in the middle of the water, right? And you get in the boat, but you're in the middle of the water. So you're abiding in the boat, right? And so, so we're, we're hanging out in the boat. So, so we're living in the boat for the moment, right? So like abiding in God's word, it means this, that you're in this world and you're using God's word as, as, as a place to stay in. Like we're not trying to get out of the word of God, we're trying to stay in the word of God, right? And so it says, he says this, if you abide in my word, and, and in, this is the amplified version, it says continually obeying my teaching, living in accordance with, with them, then you are truly my disciples. You guys know what a disciple is. It's one that's, that's taught by, right? Or disciplined under a specific teaching. So like when I grew up, I did a lot of uh, Muay Thai kickboxing and I did some, some karate. And so, so I was disciplined under a certain fighting style. Yeah, don't mess with me. I'm just playing. <laughs> right? And so I was disciplined under a certain fighting style, right? And so I, I, I learned it. I practiced it. I, I got, I, I, at, my, at my house, I had a punching bag that I wrote Satan on, and I would punch the heck out of that thing. And I, I really did. I wrote Satan on it. I'm like, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to kick, kick you. I'm going to do whatever it takes, right? I'm going to take you out. But that really physically doesn't really do nothing. It just makes me feel good about myself. And so, so I was abiding in, I, I'm, I was abiding in this, this learned fighting style, and I was learning how to do it, right? So I was learning how, so then there's techniques that I learned on how to, how to hold my fists and how to get my stance right and, 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 and like, like get in my fighting style, like this, this is my fighting, is that scary? Right? So get in my fighting style, like, like get in my stance and get my hands up, get my hands up to my, to my cheek level so if someone punches, I can block, right? And so, so like getting in my fight, fighting style, it, I had to learn how to actually hold my body. Just, to, just so I wouldn't get hurt, so I could protect myself, right? And so when we learn how to get into God's Word and abide in His Word, His Word actually starts to protect us because it teaches us to not go down certain paths, to not do certain things. It gives us the ability to stand strong in, in who we are and who God says we are if we learn to abide in His Word. It says this, You are truly my disciples, so you are truly ones that are disciplined under my words, so discipline, not like, not like spanking or not like in trouble or grounding. Discipline meaning like structure, right? Like, like if you want to learn how to do something, you have to have a structure in your life of practice and, 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 and learning. And How many of you guys play team sports? Got a couple in here? Okay, so you guys have like a playbook usually, you have, or you have like plays you do, or your coach puts you through specific types of discipline, meaning running harder, like laps. Who here likes to run laps? I didn't think so. And so I don't either. I'm, I'm with you. That's why, you know, I'm a little heavy right now. And so, so like, like the, the coach disciplines you to, to this one specific sport so that you get good at it, right? And so that you, your guys' team can win. How many guys like to win? Yeah. Like them dubs. Anybody? No? I, I like to win. I don't like to lose. I'm, I'm a sore loser. I'm just kidding. I'm a good, I'm okay, okay loser. I would rather win though, right? How many guys would rather win than lose? But it, hey, if you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby, right? And so, so you, you have to, you, I want to be first, right? So I, I, I want to I win. I don't want to just be a, a, a loser. Like, losers are not cool, man. You know, I don't want to lose. And so, so you want to walk in the truth of God. He says this, he says, and you will know my truth, 
And then in the, in the caption of the Amplified Version, regarding salvation and the truth will set you free. What's it setting you free from? It's setting you free from the penalty of sin, right? And so if you, if you walk in, if you abide in Jesus' word and you're disciplined under his word, you stay in there, you'll figure out what his truth is and what his truth is will set you free. What's it setting you free from? It's, was it? Sin. sin. It's setting, and it's also setting you free from Everybody take your finger, point it straight to your forehead, say me. <laughs> Jesus' word is setting me free from you. Jesus' word is setting me free from me, right? And so if I understand God's word, it starts to create a whole new narrative in my life. See, we can just like be so excited about the culture of today and like oh, what's going on, the newest fad, the newest craze, the newest thing, whatever it might be. My friends are into this, my friends are into that. And, and that can be, that can totally overwhelm us. And I know that most teenagers, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, like I don't know what I'm talking about. But guess what? I was a teenager once too and I tried to, you know, but in my day we had the, the big baggy pants, the, the pants that like went around your whole shoe and like, like I skateboarded and I, I was into all these different things and I, and I wore the skate gear. I I had the shoes, I had the shirts, I had the skateboards, I had, I had all this stuff. I had all the stickers that I would place on different things. Like, I, I walked around and I, I emitted, emoted skateboarder. You would know that I was a skater. Why? Because I generally had a skateboard either in my hand or in my backpack at all times. Right? Because every place I saw was a place to skate. I was like, a bank? Perfect. Let's go skateboarding. A grocery store? Oh, you guys go, your mom, you're going to go shopping? Cool, I'm going to skateboard on the, on the sidewalk out here. Right? I just emoted skateboarding. Why? Because that's what I was into. I was disciplined under skateboarding because I, I learned the craft. I watched the videos. I practiced it every single day. I tried to kickflip 100,000 times until I finally got it. Right? Lots of bruises and cuts and, and, and sprained ankles and all those things that go along with skateboarding. But I learned it. I learned how to do it. Right? And now that I'm, I'm an older more mature, I'm not going to say my age, I'm a little older, more mature, man, I can still skateboard. You guys are looking at me like, no you can't, I'll bet, bet, watch, <laughs> watch, right, I can, I can ollie, I can manual, I can heel flip, you guys are looking at me, you guys even know what those are? All right. All right. He plays skate. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about, right? So, so, so I, li I lived it I, and I breathed it. I ate it and I, I, it was my culture, right? And, but I also had faith in Jesus. And what I did is actually, I started hanging out with people. They call themselves skaters for Christ. So I was in like a group of people that we skateboarded, but we were also Christians. And we would have Bible studies and we would have get togethers and we would go in the, in the skate parks and we would pray for people while we're in the skate parks and, and talk to about people about Jesus and stuff like that. So you could be into whatever cultural thing you're into, but bring Jesus into it because that's who you created him. So you, you, you carry this thing, this attitude, this, this, this thing inside you, knowing who your creator is, his name is Jesus. Because the Bible says in John 1 that nothing was created or made on this planet, like the planet Earth. We're all on Earth, right? You guys aren't from another, some other planet. We're no, no aliens in here, right? All right so, so <laughs> from Saturn. That's far away. Uh, and so, so we're all created in the image of God and through Jesus. We're all created through His image. Every one of us. Not one of us in here is created through something else. But we all want to be something and do something different. Because we're different. But we're all the same at the same time. Because we're all made in His image. Right? And it's okay to bring your difference to the same of humanity. Meaning like, like what I add to the group. 
Like, I'm not the same as everybody else. My attitude, the way I conduct myself, who I am as a person, I'm different. And I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. Right? And I fought, I fought a long time trying to try to fit in until I figured out I just don't fit in. And I'm cool with not fitting in. I'm just going to be who I am. Love Jesus. Love people. Right? And, and, and live my life in, in, with good character, good moral standards, good ethics. Do the right thing because that's who I am. Even though everybody else around me is doing the wrong thing, I'm not going to. Right? Because I have a standard in my heart. How many of you guys have a standard? There's, there's lines you just will not cross. Right? Everybody's hand, you should have some kind of standard, no matter if it's like way down here, I don't know about your standards, or they're way up here. Like, some always have standards, right? Like, things we're willing to accept in life and things we're just not willing. How many guys are willing to accept hate? You, you, want, you accept racism. Now, I don't. I don't accept it at all. I think, it's, I think it's lame. Why? Because it divides people, and I want people to come together. Right? Because in my nature, who I am as a person is I'm an encourager. I love encouraging people. That's my favorite thing to do. I do it every day. And no matter where I, if I'm at work, if I'm at the grocery store, I don't care where I'm at, I always carry encouragement in my heart as a tool for the hand of God to, to touch somebody's heart, to make them feel good, to make them smile. Actually, my goal every day is to make somebody smile, even if it's me. <laughs> I walk around with a big old grin on my face, right? So Ephesians 2.10, it says this. We have become his poetry. Wow, that's pretty cool. Who's poetry? Jesus. Jesus, right? We have become his poetry. A recreated people, a recreated people. What does that mean? It means that we are one way. And the Bible says you must be born again. So when you're born again, you get recreated into what your, your original intent was, was to, to shine the, the word and, and the who God is, right? And so re a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny that has been given to each of us. So we, how many of you guys know that you have a destiny? What does that mean? You have a purpose. That means God has a plan for you. That means God has a future for you. So some of us, how many of you guys have dreams? Hopes. Kind of. Maybe. I just want to make it to the bar, bro. <laughs> just give me an hour. Like, I don't know. Like, what, I mean, some of us have different levels. It's, it's all good wherever you're at, right? But each one of us has some kind of dream or, or a hope or fulfillment that we want to do in life. Like, like I want to do this or I want to do that or I want to, I want to, you know, I want to step into this. When I was young, I knew that I was called to be a minister of the gospel. And I knew that, that it was from the platform. Now, I, you know, I didn't like pursue the platform, Meaning, I just wanted a microphone, I wanted a stage. I pursued Jesus, and Jesus can trust me with his word. I, I went and actually got an education. I got a, a master's degree in theology. What is that? The, the theology is the study of God's word, right? And so I'm not some, like, just some guy, right? I put some effort into it. I got disciplined under the word. It's become my reality, and I've allowed this word to shape my heart. So when I walk around, I don't just walk around like, like oh, just some guy, like, like, I actually get in the Word of God. I actually spend time with God every single day, all day long. You're like, what do you just sit in your room? No. I walk around. Everywhere I go, I'm like, Jesus, listen to me. This is so cool. And, and then when I'm around people, I, I, I bring encouragement. And they, they, get, they get happy when they're around me. Why? Because I want them to be happy. I want to be a blessing. How many of you guys like being a blessing? Some of you? A few of you? You're, some of you are like, I don't even know what that means. It means being nice to somebody and making them feel good. Right? So fulfill the destiny that's been given to us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. 
Even before we were born, God has a plan for you even before you even took your first breath of air. Even before you were born, God planned in advance our destiny. Everybody say, my destiny destiny. is in God. And, And the good works that we would do to fulfill it. Good works. What are good works? It's obedience to God, and then it's good. How many of you guys know that delayed obedience is disobedience? When your parents ask you to take out the trash, and you don't do it right away, do they get frustrated? Why? You're being disobedient. <laughs> when they say, clean your room, and you're like, I will. Tomorrow. Right? You didn't give them a timeline, you just said you'll do it. Like, like I'll, I'll clean it. One day. I'll clean it. Next year. <laughs> Take out the trash. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. A month from now. <laughs> you got trash everywhere in your house. Like, like, like your delayed obedience is disobedience. So when God says do this, guess what you should do? Do it. That. <laughs> do that. Do, do what he asks you to do. Right? So how do we fulfill our destiny? How do we fulfill what God set out for us, God's plan for us? How do you think? Anybody want to take a shot at it? How do you feel your destiny or in God? I got a light in my face, so if you want to say something, just shout it out. <laughs> all I can see is a light bulb. I see a few faces with face masks. That's about all I see. How many, how many, do you, do you know how to fulfill your destiny in God? Do you know what that is? By worship. By worship, okay. I like that. If God's already made a plan for us, how do we fulfill that plan? How do you know what to do? Well, I mean, like, how do you, where do you go? What do you do? Like, like, do you just invent it in your mind? Do you just come up with it? You're like, you're just all of a sudden, you're like, like a light bulb goes boop, above your head and you have the idea? How do you do it? How do you get there? There you go. You ask questions, right? And you ask questions and you ask God these questions and he starts to lead your heart. How many of you guys didn't know that God speaks to you like inside your heart, like internally, right? It's not some, I am God, voice that like oh. comes at you and you're like, Ooh, whoa, <laughs> where did that come from? And you're all freaking out, right? Like, like maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe God is that awesome to you that he just like, hello. And you're like, whoa, that's God. Hello. Right? What, but what if he speaks deep inside your heart, so deep inside your heart that no one could ever take that from you? That's how the disciples, when they were going through, uh, when they became apostles, when they were going through all the turmoil they were going through on this planet for, for knowing Jesus and being persecuted, they, that's how they got through that stuff, is because they knew that Jesus lived on the inside of their heart, and no one could take that from them. You can, you can do this to me, you can do that to me, you can throw rocks at me, you can beat me up, you can do whatever you want, but in, in the name of Christ, you can do whatever you want because I love Jesus to me, but it doesn't matter because my joy doesn't come from you, it comes from Him, and it's inside my heart. How many of you guys know that, that, that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy? But, what, but what, he, what God gives you inside your heart, if you don't let it go, no one can take it from you. You give your, your peace away. You give your joy away. How do you do that? By because someone's having a bad day and they get on your nerves. How many guys have nerves? Get rid of them. <laughs> Become love. And you allow God to, to shape the inside of you internally, in your heart. You get transformed. And when you get transformed, now what happens is this. Someone comes at me 
and they come at me sideways, I just go, oh, you look upset. Why are you so upset? And they're like, because <laughs> the Bible says that if you speak with kindness and, and love to people, it's like a heap of hot coals on top of their head. Because I'm not going to react to you. I'm going to respond in love. Right? And everybody's like, that's hard. No, it's not. It's not hard. You know why? Because it's not me responding. It's the Christ in me responding. I'm not counting on myself to be a good person. I'm counting on Jesus to recreate my heart so that my response is what he would do. And so everybody say, I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. So I, so I, I do, I, do I, I fulfill my destiny by joining myself to God's storyline for me. God's plan for me. God's destiny for me. I join myself to his plan. I don't do my own thing. There's no lone rangers in Christianity. Meaning like, I could do my own thing. I don't need anybody else. It's all about me. See, that's the American way. But, we, but, but God says this. We're actually better doing it with God and doing it with people. Meaning this, that we join our lives to the heart of God. And because we join our, heart, our hearts to the heart of God, we become love. And then we learn how to love people the way God wants us to love them. And because we love people the way God wants us to love them, now we actually become an encouragement to each other to build each other up to go after the goal or the plan or the destiny or the storyline that God has for each one of us. How many of you guys have that friend that's just encouraging? Man, every time you're down, they're like, oh, it's okay. I'm here with you. I'm with you. That feels good, doesn't it? Like, I'm with you. I love that. See, I, I got a wonderful wife, and she's, she's just like that. I got like a built-in friend. <laughs> Every day, right? And, and it's like, I'm never alone. She's always there, right? I'm like, yay, I love you. So why am I different? Why am I different? I'm different because, I mean, most people, when you talk to them, they're trying to find happiness. They're trying to find joy. They're trying to find purpose. How many of you guys have ever heard that? I'm all, I, what's my purpose? What's my plan? Where am I going to go? How, how, what college am I going to go to? What school am I going to go to next year? I'm getting ready to move. I don't know what I'm going to do this next year. I don't know who am I going to get to meet. You have a lot of military families. If you move into a whole other country, you're like, I don't even know anybody here. I don't even speak the language. How am I going to fit in? Right? There's all sorts of pressures on us that we feel. And those are cool. It's cool to feel. But what do you do with those feelings? Right? Do you allow the feelings to overwhelm you? Because you're in control. You know that, right? So you can have chaos all around you, but you're in control of, of yourself. See, I deal with the craziest of situations. I work at a, at a mental hospital. And I, I work with psychiatric patients. You know, your mom works there, right? And so, so these, guys can be, these guys can be, I'm talking like very violent. Very violent. Like I walked into a, a, a room one time and this guy had a fire extinguisher and he was breaking out windows and he was trying to like, like hurt people with it. And I walked up and I said, hey man, why are you so angry? What's going on? You think, I did exactly what I did. And he looked at me like, ah, oh, he started yelling at me. I was like, why are you yelling, man? It's okay, you're good. We're here for you. What, what can we do to help you? How can we help you? And, and, and it, he ends up putting down, I just kept at peace. I just kept my peace. My heart at peace. Why? Because I'm not, I'm not swayed by your craziness. Right? I'm at peace because I'm, I, I serve the Prince of Peace. And the Prince of Peace named Jesus lives inside my soul. And so when there are things I'm facing, crazy things, I just, I just go inward into Jesus. And when I go inward into Jesus, I have a peace that no one can take from me. A peace that surpasses all of my understanding. That's Scripture, just so you know. 
right? And so I walk on this, 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 this room, and this guy's swinging around this fire extinguisher. He's all sorts of angry. He's breaking windows, and he's cussing everybody. He's bleeding everywhere. He's socking windows. He's doing all sorts of crazy stuff. He's not hitting anybody, but he's, he's, he's really angry. And so I'm the, I start talking to him. He ends up putting the fire extinguisher down and just getting onto his knees. He says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was upset. Why do I got to be? So I choose to, to keep in control. If I keep in control, guess what I get to do? I get to give control. But if I allow you to sway me, then all of a sudden now we're both out of control. And what does that do? It creates an argument. Or worse. or worse, right? But if I stay in control of my heart, allowing the peace of God to, to just give me, to be my peace, allowing God to be my peace in that moment, what happens is this is my soft answer, the Bible says, turns away wrath. Now my soft heart, my soft response, turns away anger, right? And so, I'm different because I just look at things differently, right? I'm different because I, I believe that walking with God is like, is, like, is like an adventure. I believe that walking with God is like He's, he's making a way for me where there was no way, that He's opening doors for me that no man can shut, that He's actually prepared a path for me to go, and I just have to get on that path and just start walking on it. Right? And it's not, I may not have what I think I need to have in the moment, but what happens is it's called faith. And faith is the evidence of things hoped for and things that you don't see. But you know God's calling you to walk on this path. So you're walking down this path in this storyline of God, and you're, 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 you're taking steps towards what God wants for you to walk in. But you only do that if you know God, if you get into God's Word, and you start to read it, and start to understand what He's telling you through the Spirit of God. You open the Bible, you say, Holy Spirit, help me. And the Bible says he's a comforter, he's a helper, he's the wisdom of God. And all of a sudden he starts dropping spiritual knowledge on you and you're like, whoa, trippy dude. And you start seeing things differently because why? Because I'm different. I'm different. See, our love and devotion can make religious people feel uncomfortable. How many of you guys like the, the rules people? Don't do this, do that, do this, don't do that. Stay in line. Right? The rules people, like, like the strict, rigid people. If you do this, you're breaking the rules. Right? I'm not telling you to dis disobey your parents. Don't hear that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> right? And so, so the rules people, right? The ones that like the religious people, like if you, if you do this, if, you ha if your life is messed up, then you must not love Jesus. It's not true. We're all, all of our lives are somewhat messed up in some way. Right? They're not all perfect. How many of you guys have a perfect life? I didn't think so, right? I don't, right? None of us do. None of us perfect. It's not like 100%. But when you get into your, your relationship with God and you walk on the storyline that God set out for you, the purpose, you start to see that maybe you are different because you're responding the way, not the way that everybody else responds, right? And so when, 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 when we walk into the room, our faith makes like apathy and complacency leave. Because we have this hope and his name is Jesus. What's apathy? It means, eh, whatever. I don't care. Like, like, like when people get around me, they get some, most, sometimes they get annoyed. And it's fine. <laughs> have you guys ever experienced that? They get around you and they're just like, whoa, I'm annoyed. <laughs> how, many guys, how many annoying people we got in here? No one? Oh, your hand's perfect. Sweet, I'm not alone. 
right? And so, so, so like when I get around people, sometimes they get annoyed. Why? Because they want to be sad, and I'm like, but Jesus said this, and I'm like, I'm like happy, and I'm like, Lord, let's go, and then, and they're like, but and I'm like, come on, but God said this, and we could go do this, and we could do this, and I'm all excited, and they're looking at me like, dude, I just want to be sad. Just let me be sad. And I'm like, no, we don't have to be sad. We could be, we could, I could, I could count all trials and tribulations as joy in my heart. I could go, I could, ah, come on, woo, let's go. Let's party. Let's party. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost, right? And so, so sometimes faith makes people that just are apathetic, meaning I just don't care. I could take it or leave it. It doesn't really matter to me. I, it, Jesus dying on the cross is not really all that big a deal to me. I don't really care. What does it even mean? I don't get it. My, my natural mind can't wrap around that kind of thing. Like I just, I live my life. I do my thing. God, you're way over there, but I'm way over here. And you can do your thing. I'll do my thing. What does the cross even mean? What is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Right? And so we can live like that, apathetic, like I don't care. It doesn't really make a difference in my heart. Or we can say, man, God sent His only Son, Jesus. He lived on a planet just like a human being, just like, I, just like me and you. And He actually took all of my sin and all of my pain on Him when He went to the cross, when He was getting beaten. When he was getting whipped, when he was getting the nail, the spikes driven in his hands and his feet, the crown of thorns placed on his head, and the spear in his side. When he took all that on him, he had, the Bible says he was marred beyond recognition. He, was, he didn't even look human. He was destroyed. Why? Because he took all of the sin of earth on his body. And he said this, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me on the cross? God had to forsake him because he took all sin. But the Bible says this, that, that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Why? Because He forsook all His sin on His Son. And be, through Jesus, we will never be forsaken and never be forgotten, never be left. Because Jesus paid the ultimate price to get sin out of the way so that we can have a relationship with the Father. It's so important for us to understand that. That I can't be complacent and I can't be apathetic towards the gospel of Jesus because it's... It's the power of my life. It's how I live. It's my, it's my X factor in my heart. It's that thing that like, like, like gets me up in the morning. It's that thing that drives me. It's that thing that, that, that promotes the goodness of God in my heart. It's that thing that makes me want to do what God wants me to do. So, so uh, our obedience and faith should, should encourage other people to step up in their hearts towards Christ's leadership. Through the agency of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It means this, that, that who I am should, should cause others to be encouraged. Who I am in Jesus should cause others to want to step up to the plate. Fear and intimidation is a trap. The Bible says that there's a, it's a spirit. Fear is a spirit and it's not from God. That fear is a spirit and if it's not from God, then who's it from? The devil. So fear is actually a lie. Because Satan is a liar. Right? And so he's trying to promote fear in your heart. And he's trying to trap you in your fear so you stay stuck with where you're at. So you don't ever get up on the storyline that God has for you. You don't ever get up on the purpose that God has for you. You stay in a place of fear. So it says this, but when you place your confidence in the Lord, 
you will be seated in high places. See, stepping out and taking a risk and following after Jesus is not about self-reliance, but it's about submission and yielding, finding our confidence in Jesus Christ. So when I step out and I pray for somebody, like I did just before service, I pray for someone's knee, he's like, whoa, dude, I feel that. <laughs> he, had, he had a big old brace on his knee, I prayed for him. Right? And, and he was like, I feel that. I was like, what do you feel? I was like, I don't know, I just feel something going on in my leg. He's like, I'm going to be okay. I believe I'm going to be okay. He's going to get an x-ray thing tomorrow. And so, so, so what happens is this, is that because I'm stepping out in faith and I'm, I'm yielded and submitted to God, that I don't find my confidence in my ability to pray for someone to be healed. I find my confidence in the Christ that I serve that says by His stripes that He bore on His back when He was getting beaten and whipped that we are healed. So I lay my hands in faith that Christ's word is true. And I watch people get healed. I've seen so many people get healed. See, Paul the Apostle said this uh, 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 was coming from a different perspective because Paul the Apostle, before he actually had an encounter with God, hated Christians. He actually like, threw rocks at Christians. That's called being stoned. Not like, you know, you guys think it is today. Right? It's rocks being thrown at you. That doesn't, that's not getting high. That's getting hurt. Right, and so so he so he was uh, he was the cause of of the first martyr named Stephen. He had him be had him being stoned. That means a, a bunch of people hucking big giant boulders at, at at you. Right? Yeah, I was right. But Stephen got done preaching the gospel of Jesus, and then he made everybody angry. So they picked up stones and started hucking at him. Right, and so so in First Corinthians fifteen seven through eleven it says this. 7-11. Right, it says this. It says, Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. That's like the, all the, the 12 uh, 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 apostles or disciples that Jesus had. Um, and it says, and, and, the last of, and, the, and, I, sorry, and last of all, he appeared to me also as one abnormally born. See, Paul was the least likely to be an apostle, the least likely to be a disciple of Jesus. Why? Because he hated Christians. And then to be a Christian is to be a Christ-like one. He was not about Christ. He was about the old religion. He was about, about the Jewish laws. He was about the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and all the different people in the Bible that were the religious rulers, right? And he said, I was abnormally born. And when Paul had this walk to Damascus, and, and, and he was blinded by an angel of the Lord. And he got taken to this house. And then God sent this guy to go meet with him, and then he got healed from his eyes, and he saw the Lord. Had this amazing encounter with God, and knew that Jesus was actually the Messiah, the, the one that, was, that, that came to set us free from sin and, and death. And so then Paul become, goes on to write like three-fourths of the New Testament of the Bible. He writes the majority of the New Testament. But he was the abnormal one. He was the different one. He was the one that wasn't supposed to make it. He was the one that no one thought would ever get there, right? And so when he showed up, he said this, For I am the least of all the apostles, and I do not deserve to be called an apostle. But because I, I, I persecuted the church of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Everybody say, I am what I am. And the grace to me was not, to, not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, 
Yet not I, but the grace of God working in me. See, God's grace in you is not so you can get away with sin. God's grace in you is so that He can transform you more into His image. Whether, whether then it is I or, or they, this is what we preach. And this is what we believe. See, I was abnormally born... We ask ourselves why people love Jesus. We ask ourselves all these questions. Like we ask ourselves, where are we going? What are we doing? Like how do we do this? But Jesus said this in Matthew 11, uh, 28-30. It says this, Are you weary, carrying heavy burdens? Come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life to mine, and you will discover that I am gentle, humble, and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I, requ- I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. So I'm, I'm saying this. We're different. All of us are different. If you believe in Jesus and you walk with God, if you're different, why? You're different because you have a different source of, of joy. You have a different source, source of happiness. You have a different source of, of internal knowing of that you're, you're doing the right thing. You're doing what God wants you to do. You have a different source than everybody else. Everybody else finds their joy in, in, in getting high. Everybody else finds their joy in bad relationships. Everybody else finds their joy in things of the world. But do you find your joy in Jesus? Do you find your joy in serving other people? Do you find your joy in allowing God to work on your heart, transform you so that you can walk in the image that God wants for you to walk in? I want to tell you today and encourage you today that God wants you to know that He is with you. If you're weary, if you're carrying heavy burdens, if you're tired, if life, if you're like, I don't get it, I don't feel like, I feel sad, whatever. God wants to refresh you. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Jesus said, join your life with mine. See, we join our life to Jesus. We abide in Christ Jesus. We come close to Jesus. We live next to, in, abide in, allow Christ to come into our souls and allow Him to shape our hearts. Like, like when we sing songs of worship, we're not just singing songs to like, like, like take up 20, 30 minutes of the day. We're actually expressing our gratitude for what God's paid for on the cross with His Son Jesus. Expressing our gratitude that not just for the cross, but the fact that because of the cross, He lives on the inside of you. The Bible says in, in Colossians 1.27, this mystery, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That your hope is, is, is in, in, internal in you and it's eternal in Him. That you live forever because Jesus. Now maybe your, your fleshly life suit here go, goes and it goes back to dust, but you live eternally in Christ Jesus. And most of us live for the moment, but God says live for eternity. And God says, God, God says He wants to be close to you. Like if you're weary, if you're broken, if, if you need refreshment, if you need something, that He's humble and He's easy to please. God's not some big angry guy in the sky waiting to discipline you. He's actually in a really good mood. God's in a really good mood. And sometimes we see God and our mind's eye of what we think He is, and we invent a God based on our, our life experience, but not the God of the Word. And we invent a God of our life experience, we actually create this chaos that has nothing to do with the God that created all things. So I want to encourage you guys today. If you have an iPhone, if you have a phone, there's, called, there's a Bible app. 
Download the Bible app. Read your Bible. Get a, get a plan going. Read something in the New Testament. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or read Colossians, or read Ephesians, or read 1st or 2nd Corinthians, read Psalms, read Proverbs. All these are really good books to read. And, and God will show you Himself through His Word. Not your imagination of what you invent God to be, but who God really is. It's amazing, and it changes your life. Thanks for listening to Christ-Centered Identity. Please share with your friends and have a beautiful day.